Hi, and welcome to Everything Theatre's podcast, where we chat to the creatives involved in bringing you some of the amazing theatre we get to enjoy. Find out how exciting new shows come together and listen to the behind the scenes stories from directors, musicians, producers, and more. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. This week, I'm talking to Amy Tickner and Gabriel Osella. Um, Amy has been on the show before. We spoke back in about February time about the Act Two Festival, which runs the Space Arts Centre. Um, love to meet you both. Do you want to do some introductions and tell us a bit about who you are and what your background is? Yeah, of course. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Amy Tickner. Um, I'm the artistic director of Act Two, um, and it was Act Two Festival that um, I spoke to Rob about many months ago now. Um, still just about recovering. Um, and now off the back of that wonderful success of the festival in April, we've decided to build what Act Two is and what it can be. So we're putting on our first ever production, uh, Neverland, that we're taking to Camden Fringe at the beginning of August. And that's what we're, what we're here to chat about. And the wonderful Gabriel, he was one of our festival leaders um, for the last two years. And I've told him that he was so amazing that he can't leave. So now he's he's roped in to doing everything with me. So I'll let him introduce himself. Yeah, I'm, I'm Gabriel. I've been uh, one of the festival leaders, as Amy said, um, on the amazing project that is Act Two. And yeah, off the back of that, we've had so much exciting stuff that um, now I'm working for one of the companies that's founded from Act Two called Nalini, and I'm uh, producing for them. They're a South Asian theatre company um, who are making some great work in response to like some topical protests going on at the moment. Um, yeah, so just plodding along in the theatre world, really. And um, let's, let's dive straight in. Let's talk about Neverland first then. So Neverland is, a show, as I think I've just said, Neverland is a show that's being made by Act Two. So I assume in the sort of same sort of principle as, as the festival was, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting young people... Uh, emerging creatives in I think there's 11 of us working on this production all together um we've got six performers and then assistant director assistant producer um and we're all coming together for two weeks we're doing two weeks of evening rehearsals we started this week uh devising this show together um and then putting it on and seeing what happens uh as opposed to the festival this one was a bit more of a we came up with the idea and we sort of came up with the themes and then invited young people to take part. Whereas festival is very much like they come up with whatever they want to come up with and we then help them put it on. Yeah, how do you think the first rehearsals have been going, Gabriel? <laughs> I think they've just been really, really fun and super exciting. I mean, devising is always just so much like fun work because people just bring like a boatload of energy to the room and you start with literally nothing like as you say we gave them some themes a starting point for you know creating a festival and like at the end of the week we've just got so much material so much to work with so yeah it's a, it's a really exciting process so far what i mean what was the start point for, to create the show then what was your what's what's it what's it about i think one day i came into a meeting about active festival and I said to Gabriel, I want to make a show about music festivals and gigs. And I want there to be a DJ, lots of bucket hats um, and a tent. And I want the audience to come in and feel like they're a gig or a festival. 
Um, and Gabriel was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's what we're doing. And we're exploring different stories about music and festivals and gigs. Um, we've got a live musician that's going to be there creating all sorts of sounds, uh, lots of movement. There was, we were looking at a massive theatre in one of our, one of our rehearsals um, and the young people create this most incredible experience of what it's like to walk into a gig um, and go through security and all of that. Um, so we're really trying to just create lots of moments that celebrate festivals and gig culture, yeah. And I think like what's really nice is, you know, because it is a room full of young people, we're speaking into the experience that young people have, you know what I mean, of going out, of, you know, being in your 20s in London, going to festivals and, you know, the collaborative process that we're doing is just is nice for people because they can just bring themselves and bring their own experiences of, you know, festival life. And particularly like me as well, like the theatre and going to a music gig are often sort of two separate things um, and sometimes experienced by two different types of people. Whereas I want to bring bring the festival going and gig going crowd into a theatre. Um, and it always helps that the fringe theatres are above a pub. Uh, so it already already brings that kind of atmosphere. I, I mean, and I, I'm very much on board with um, gig theatre. I, I love gig, when, when it's done right, I love yeah. gig theatre. I've seen some absolutely terrible attempts at it, <laughs> but I find gig theatre, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love I love live music, um, so I've, I love that crossover. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there is there is a big ground to, for, for this, you know, for this style to bring in new audiences, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, we feel like everyone's got a story about music, um, so therefore, hopefully, this this performance will touch on all those stories that everyone has. Mm, yeah, and it's just been, I think, a big focus for us. Also, was just creating a piece that felt really fun. You know, a piece that was filled with joy, filled with fun. You know, where the stage is full of dance, where the audience feels like they're at a party. That was just like our goal for this project. How's it gone in rehearsal so far? Is it is it going in the direction you thought it would, or have you got have you been taken in directions that have surprised you? Uh, a bit of both, really. Um, the way we're kind of setting it up is that up until next week, or up until I think it actually ends up being a couple of days before we go on stage. That's when we start putting everything together um, and really working out some sort of through line and some sort of order. Um, but what we're doing at the moment, each we're rehearsing in the evenings, each evening we're looking at a new element. Um, so yeah, so we did immersive theatre one day, then we looked at movement, yesterday we looked at sound, and then we're going to move on to text. Just keep building materials and putting it all together. And, and there's been a few moments where, I get, obviously Gabriel and I have chatted about this months, and there's been a few moments where weirdly, exactly what we spoke about, the performers have made without us being like you need to do this and um, then the complete opposite they've come up with sounds and movements and characters that we never would have thought uh, would have happened um which i think is is the joy of devising um, yeah it could end up being a completely different piece to what we what we made um which i always think it's hard when you write the press release for a devised piece <laughs> so i'm like yeah. i don't know what it's gonna be <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I was thinking actually because I say because obviously you would have had to write your Camden Fringe blurb a couple, two, three months ago. So before you had any real sort of, you just had the very basic idea at that time, did you? And then sort of, you're just hoping for the best now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How how far are you through with getting a complete show now? Because I mean, we're, at the time of recording, we've got what ten days or so before you've got to perform. Have you got? A, is the framework starting to beef out now? Do you think you will have a show come the second of August? I think I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident from the rehearsals last night. What's really interesting is like in this devising process, they do start with nothing, but now they've got like some real firm building blocks that they're adding on to. And the process has got like a gravity to it where now it's just the story is just unraveling more and more each each rehearsal. You know, and, and yesterday we, you know, there was kind of 45 minutes of the rehearsal where the actors just kind of went off and, and created a piece that they wanted to exist. And I think, you know, we, we place a lot of well-deserved trust in the actors kind of in this process. And, and each, each rehearsal, they're bringing more and more and more and more that I, I feel really, really confident that, you know, even by the middle of next week, we'll be like at a great place. Yeah, yeah. It also helps. It, it helps that we've got, there's 11 of us. So that even if like me and Gabriel don't see things, someone else, particularly like Tara, our amazing assistant director, she's, sees everything and she's like, I saw that, that needs to go in. I saw that, that needs to go in. So we've always got eyes on what they're doing, which is really nice. And I think that's that's the joy of fringe theatre, that you've got these, these venues that are so supportive. You can just experiment, see what happens, be mm. absolutely shattered by the end and sort of put on something really really fun without sort of the pressure of right this needs to be needs to be clean and tidy yeah oh i mean actually there is there is there's a freedom as you say there's a freedom yeah. to take risk which will then mm. lead to the creativeness how did you select the performers who are going to be involved in this one then well after active festival gabriel and i both took ourselves on holidays so we did a lot of the selection through laptops whilst we were abroad and um, so we decided for this year we did an open call out to past active festival participants there's about 200 of them now we've got on our on our mailing list um, So we got past participants to audition apply and chose from them from them and then we did sort of a late call out based on who we had we then did a late call out for external um, external performers who have never heard or never taken part in anything actually related before, um, which is amazing. We've now got a really lovely mix of people that took part in the festival when I first started running it um, in 2020 when it ended up getting cancelled, um, people who were just off the back of last year's festival and all of that excitement and some brand new people. And so we really managed to find, find a really, really lovely mix. Um, Oh, and they're just they're just amazing. <laughs> mm, they're such a lovely bunch. <laughs> you, you obviously have to say that, don't you? But anyway, I'm, I'm sure it's true. Sorry, they're not here. They're not listening. You're okay. Um, <laughs> if, if there's anyone you want to sort of tell little stories on, feel free. They'll never hear about it. It's not like this gets you know goes out to the public. Um, <laughs> can we talk about Act Two Festival from April then? How well did it go from your point of view? How successful was it? So successful. I think this is the best, the best it's been. 
particularly after doing like lots online and really really building it and I think finally there this is my fourth year of running it something like that and this was finally this festival I was like yeah this is what I want it to be like this is this is sort of the package now is made ready to then be put on next year yeah. and the year after um and we've got some amazing companies who formed out of it loads of the shows are still carrying on people are coming back to us taking part in Neverland and that's and that's all we wanted um and people seem to enjoy being part of the festival and enjoy yeah. coming to watch it and that was that's all that we wanted mm. from a from a festival leader perspective Gabriel how did <laughs> I think it was I I mean I 100% agree with you I think it's been really nice kind of having the balance of working with new people but also still having past participants come through and, and working and I think this year what was really nice because I've been a festival leader now for two years so I've seen it kind of evolve a little bit um, and what's nice is I think we've really struck that balance now with still very much being a youth theatre festival that's kind of grounded in, you know, having that experience and giving that experience of, you know, creating a first play or, or working in a team for the first time. But now we've also really got a strong link to the industry as well, you know, that I think has really come through this year, which is nice. And you can see it with like us being in Camden Fringe and, you know, putting on a kind of a first act two show. But also, as you say, these other companies have come out to also be in Camden Fringe, to be at the line of Unicorn, to be doing stuff. And, you know, that makes me really happy and it's a real sign of success for me because it was our goal, you know, to, to be really rooted in both these different, you know, places. I mean, when, when the festival's on and saying, I, I, I thought it was incredible. I mean, it, it was why it was a very, very chaotic day once again, 12 shows in, a lot, a lot of people to squeeze in. Um, yeah. But I, I thought it was a really good day. I, I enjoyed, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it and it didn't feel like I was there for 10 hours. Um, and I mean, you must have been there for about 18 hours that day, I assume, yeah? Yeah, I think we just, we just lived at the space that week. There. Yeah, just put up a tent in their, in their beer garden. <laughs> it was good. But um, was there any shows that absolutely stood out for you? Or, I mean, did you sort of see anything that... Yeah, I mean, they were all good. Let's, let's be first thing to say. They were all good. There was some good, there was every show had some good elements. Um, was there anything that jumped out at you? Was there any sort of particular favourites? Or are we sort of asking you to name your favourite child here and you just can't do it? Yeah, well, for me, it's, it is really like asking to name my favourite child. It is difficult, you know, because they're all so, they, they all brought something different and unique and they explored, you know, a uh, uh, piece of the theatre world that they wanted to explore and there was so much that was quite experimental in like how they devised it how you know plays that were made in response to different global topics that you know it's difficult to pick a favourite because it's you know it's, they're all so different and they're all so great in my opinion. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I completely agree and we want every single one of them to have a life after after act two and whether that's they put on a longer version of the exact script or they have one favourite line that then they build a new play from. And that's something that's really exciting for us and we're sort of beginning to see lots of them carry on like, and carry on working together. Um, and that shows that they were all, they all had something and they were all so good because every single person in the festival last year is still working with the people that they were working with. Still sort of doing something related to what happened in April, which is really nice. 
I mean, I, I, I can, I can name my favourite children. Yeah, go on. the rest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah go on. <laughs> I, I thought Strangers, I, Strangers was a really incredible piece of theatre that has already had a second, uh, a yes. future life, and that was on Lion Unicorn a few weeks ago, and that went down really well. And Breathe, I want to see Breathe come back. Mm. Absolutely, want to see Breathe again. Yes. Um, and yeah, I mean, is there in... any news on any of the others at the moment? Yeah. So we had. While I always mess up the name, while the world goes under, while the world goes under, and that was on at Guildford Fringe at the same oh, okay. time as Strangers. They made a longer version, um, and I that had a really, really, really was really, really well received, um, and it had a like, great success. And again, like through some of those artists who've created a theatre company through that play and around that play, we've also got which Gabriel can tell you all about the women life freedom is actually going to be back on at Camden Fringe it's actually the same time as Neverland um but you can Neverland's on for four days and women life freedom's on for two days so you can see both um and yeah I'll let Gabriel tell you all about them and their theatre company and what they're doing out of that yeah so it was a theatre company um that kind of was made off the back of act two because uh, in Act Two this year, we had like an uh, incredible amount of global majority artists and performers and creatives. And so um, a group of kind of South Asian theatre makers decided to just, you know, form together a company called Nalini. And it's a company that they're really interested in making like real stories about kind of real topical issues that are going on in the world. And the first play that they wrote um, was one that was written in Act Two by Tara Inam McDermott called Woman Life Freedom. And it's a, a play that was made in response to the Iranian protest. And yeah, it's it's a really exciting piece of writing because it, it captures, you know, the experience of the protest for a UK, you know, British born person, you know, how it actually affects us over here. Um, and that's and that was just really great to see for me personally, because, you know, I'm a massive advocate for, you know, championing global majority art and, you know, the theatre industry is not always an industry that's particularly friendly for that kind of art. So it's been really nice to kind of see the interest and see the community grow around this play. Um, yeah. And it's on on the 4th and 5th and 12th of August. Um, yeah, Canal Cafe. Yeah. Are you already planning for next year's festival then? Have we got another one all in the pipeline? Sort of, yeah. We know we know we're doing it. Probably be very, very similar uh to what to what happened uh this year. I think our biggest thing, there's a few things we need to tidy up, and our biggest thing is find some funding, please. Um, so that we can really, really build it for the festival that we want it to be. But we've got lots happening in August. In August, we're actually taking over the Pleasance Theatre in London. Um, okay. And inviting, inviting eight theatre companies in um, to have a, a week of discounted rehearsal. They're going to have mentorship from Gabriel and myself. They're going to get to know the peasants. And then sort of towards the end of that takeover, we're going to host a few events with sort of leading theatre companies um, so that young people and emerging artists can work out what the hell it takes to build a really good theatre company and what they need. Um, so once that is done and once summer is done, sort of September is the time that we start start sorting out Act 2 Festival 2024. Mm. And then we always get confused because we're talking about 2024 in like September and then I have no idea what year it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're quite lucky now because, you know, we've we've 
work to create like really good networks and really good kind of structure of putting the festival on so it's really reaching that point of just being a well-oiled machine that we just need to switch on every year and and yeah and like it's nice because it's kind of evolving but the changes now don't feel so much like oh we've got to figure it all out you know like i feel like with the bulk of it now we've figured out and it's just a case of you know tailoring it for each year are you going to be a victim of your own success here where you're because as you say you've made so many good contacts you're probably you know the festival is probably spoken about within sort of um drama college sort of courses and that are you going to be a victim of your own success you're going to be overrun with applicants for next year yeah yeah maybe um and there's always sort of we keep an eye on it and it would be amazing to be overwhelmed with applicants because then that sort of means that maybe if we've got absolutely loads we put on a summer festival and we're always sort of tailoring what we're doing to the participants that we have involved and if yeah if we get absolutely loads of people then the festival can grow um as long as Gabriel and I can keep ourselves sane and manage it but yeah that, that's the dream to have loads and loads of people too many people wanting to take part and then we can grow from there it's I mean and I mean act two started out as just that one festival a year didn't it and now you're looking so you're looking for make it sort of all year round sort of so you can say your Camden Fringe what you're doing at the Pleasance in August it's just the ultimate plan to make it an all year round sort of there's different events going on throughout the year yeah yeah 100% and we were sort of thinking about splitting it into sort of summer is all about shows and putting on performances and uh, whether that's yeah through us like we're putting on Neverland or whether that's we take you to the Pleasance you rehearse for your own thing and we sort of help you put that on. And then we're sort of thinking autumn time will be about training and developing your skills. And we're gonna to start to run sort of courses, sort of meeting groups and really sort of develop all of that. And then and then have the festival in spring uh, where, where it sort of runs exactly the same. It's all about learning, community building. Um, and then we just keep repeating it year on year and seeing seeing how how big it can grow um this is why it's so important particularly for me over the last couple of years have festival leaders like gabriel and they're the ones sort of pushing me and being there like oh the festival went so well lady can i do this can we do this let's do this um and i'm always just just saying yes and letting letting us run with it and seeing seeing where it goes it's, it's camden fringe i mean do you think festivals like Camden Fringe, the Vault Festival, are, are they sort of vital to you as well in that they're sort of they're an outlet for it? So, I mean, let's face it, you put 12 shows on, but do you think the festivals now um, coming up are useful for your shows to then go on to? Is this a nice sort of stepping stone, do you reckon? Oh, definitely. I think they're, you know, a bit like the lifeblood, really, for emergent creatives, for new people trying to get in the industry, because it's just that that gap. You know, like we spent a lot of time trying to figure out the gap that we could fill, you know, which is the kind of gap between when you finish uni, when you finish school and you're trying to get into the industry. And what those festivals, in my opinion, do is they fill that next gap, you know, of like they give you the experience, they give you the, you know, the community of people around you, of creatives that you need when you're trying to like make work that's maybe experimental, that's not you know as polished as the final product might be you need those kind of spaces where you know the audience knows what they're in for you know the space is designed for that kind of work 
and and that's why like vault fest it, you know it is a shame that they're on kind of uncertain footing now because you know i've known so many creatives that have kind of come through that and it's been a really useful channel to develop their work develop their skills so yeah i, I really think it's very valuable for for the people in act two i always say that camden fringe is my favorite of all the fringes um no offense to any of the others i'm sure they're amazing um and i've I've taken part, I've brought shows to Camden Fringe for about four or five years now, and I always know it's it's a place, if I want to just shove something on over summer and have a good time, that Camden Fringe is the exact place that sort of supports and celebrates that. Uh, it's it's affordable compared to lots of the other fringes. The, the team behind Camden Fringe, their marketing is amazing and they will help promote your show and market your show which is really really important the audience sizes are nice in terms of they're, they're big they're not too big that you feel like you're overwhelmed by how many uh, seats you need to sell and the fringe theaters that are involved in Camden are so supportive and they're really keen to pick certain performances that they want to then see a life for after the festival and there's always an opportunity with Camden Fringe to to grow beyond the festival and yeah, I just think it's such a good space for for emerging artists to give give fringe theatre a go and see what see what they can put on over summer. It's very very friendly to newcomers, which absolutely. Let's go back to Neverland then, because obviously that is what we are here to talk about foremost. How involved are you now in? in driving this forward with the people you know the creatives are you just sitting back and letting them do it are you just sort of making sure they keep within sort of realistic style here what what's your involvement at the moment and where is it going i think we're we're very much involved we give we give the performers and all the other young people that we have involved uh loads and loads of opportunities to make it their story and to bring themselves to the rehearsal um but we're the ones sort of facilitating the rehearsal and it's it's our Neverland is our our little baby um and like I think sort of 18 year old Amy when she sort of first got into the London fringe is uh would be so excited that she's making making this weird wacky wonderful devised piece all about festivals and gigs so I'm we are keeping sort of a a tight grip on it um as to where it's where it's going to go whilst also letting everyone else uh get involved and bring them bring themselves to it i think yeah i'd agree it's a it's a really like a backwards and forwards process at the moment you know where we're kind of giving them something they're responding to it and bringing their own energy you know we're kind of guiding that a little bit but yeah we're really meeting in the middle i feel you know with our what what our vision was and kind of what they really want to bring to it and we found a really nice point in between both those things it's just such a good way of making theater and like bringing a bringing an idea to the stage because it means it takes the pressure off of yourself i think lots of times uh, for me personally i've been there like oh this idea i want to put it on but it's all on me and i need to write this script or i need to find this person and da, 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 da. whereas we very much been like we've got this idea this is the vibe we want to create we want to create something fun exciting that's a good night out at theater that's based on the themes of festivals gigs and what they bring 
let's just get a group of people together and see see what they bring um, and from what they bring we can then build it um, and I think that's just it's completely takes the pressure off of us um, and oh. just makes it really exciting and enjoyable as opposed to sort of slightly <laughs> Yeah, and we just take a lot of different elements and just play around with them. You know, we've broken up all the elements of a theatre production into like the main essential components. And then we kind of have our, in our mind, how we want to explore that. And, and the actors just bring so much material, so much of themselves, their energy, their experiences, that together, it really does feel collaborative at the moment, you know, that together, we create a combination of what they picture in their mind, a combination of what we picture in our mind. And even yesterday, one of the actors was saying to me, you know, that she's been in rehearsals where, you know, it's very much where they've been literally specifically told, like, you have, you have to listen to the director and follow what the director says and follow their commands really, really closely, you know. And what we're trying to do is also check in with them and be like, but what do you guys want? You know, what are your ideas? What are, what can, what do you want to bring to the table? And I think that's been a bit challenging for them at the moment, you know, because the pressure has been off us because we've put it a little <laughs> bit on them, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's been like a bit challenging for them at times, but it's been really, really exciting watching them kind of rise to that challenge and go, actually, do you know what? This is what we want to do. And, and to feel, and to have that confidence to know that. From your point of view, is it because obviously Act Two, as good as Act Two Festival was, you weren't involved in directly making any of the shows, were you? So is this nice for, just from a personal point of view for you to actually, you know, be creating a show from scratch again? Is it is it just a nice change from the, organizing the festival? Yeah, definitely. Because I love I love making the festival and I love sort of producing Act Two as a company. But first and foremost, I am a director and a facilitator. And that's sort of what I what I enjoy. And the festival is just something that is amazing. And I we're gonna carry it on and we're gonna build it. It supports a lot of my other creative work. Um, so to be able to then use the company to be a director and be a facilitator, uh, which is what I love is really, really important. Um, and it's I feel like by the end of Active Festival, we get itchy feet and we're like oh I want to I want to direct it or like I want to <laughs> it's an amazing skill to learn to facilitate other people's shows um, and I think that's so important but yeah it's also important for us and enjoyable for us to use active and the amazing rep that we've created from it to do our own creative stuff yeah 100% have to 100% agree with that I think you know me and Amy have had like uh, a lot of other things going on that have meant that our time has been really kind of split and it's been so nice to be able to prioritize just creativity for a bit you know no festival to manage no other external kind of work that's going on it's like we can get in our creative headspace because I come from like a performing arts like performance art immersive art background and and it's just nice to be able to bring some of that like experimental creative collaborative energy that yeah, I don't get to do when I'm doing all the emailing and the venue booking and the <laughs> you know budget managing. <laughs> you know? The boring stuff that has to be done basically, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's like it, it is that weird thing, isn't it? I, I I've spoken to people, um, a lot of creatives, and they they say you know they they don't you know they don't realise quite what else has to be done in the background and sort of literally doing the paperwork, you know, and they said, you yeah. know, it's, it's an evil necessity, isn't it, to be able to put a show on? 
yeah yeah no one tells you when you're starting out how much time you spend on a laptop emailing people or on your phone making social media posts um it's a lot of a lot of stuff like that but it's all that really important desk work that then means that you can uh be as crazy as you want uh in the rehearsal room Mm. Yeah, the, the one thing with fringe theatre is you end up being a jack of all trades, don't you? <laughs> there, yes. there is no, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if you ain't doing it, there's usually no one else who's going to. Right, it's, I've got I've got one question which I'm going to save to the very end. Um, so just before that, it's just last chance. So just remind us what Neverland is and why we should be coming down to Line and Unicorn Theatre between the second and the fifth of August to see the show. So. You should come if you want to come and see a piece of experimental art, something devised entirely by a collaborative process where everyone's equal. Um, if you want to experience the joy, the fun, maybe a bit of the tension of being at a festival, you know, it's going to be a riot. It's going to be a riot, but in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be a good, a good fun day out, evening out at the theatre uh, with live music in, in within the performance. Um, created by an incredibly talented group of emerging creatives. And as I always say with Camden Fringe, see two shows at the same time. So you are playing at 8.30 and Bunker Buddies is on at mm. 7 o'clock. I don't know if it's all four days, but I know Bunker Buddies is on before you for at least two or three days, aren't they? Which yeah. looks another really interesting show as well. So mm. come and see both at the same time. Right. Last question before we finish here then. You said earlier on that you were talking about sort of you were doing some immersive sort of talk and that. Are we going to get frisk on the way in? If it's going to be a real festival, are we going to get frisk for drugs and alcohol and any other dodgy substances or can we come in safely? Uh, I would keep keep your wits about you. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, uh, I, I, I will come prepared, then I will make sure, yeah, I will make sure I don't have any sort of any, I know I never understand a frisker when you're going to gigs and that now anymore, I really, really do go for it now, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Amy, Gabriel, it's been really interesting, so I'm really looking forward to come see that, just remind people, say Line and Unicorn Theatre, 2nd the 5th of August, it's an 8.30 start, but say, come along and see Bunker Buddies at 7 o'clock beforehand, because they both look really interesting shows, um, very different shows, I'd suggest, actually. <laughs> uh, Bunker Buddy yeah. sounds a bit more claustrophobic. Yours sounds like it's going to be nice and open and sort of like, say, feel like it's going to be outside. Bunker Buddies is, as the name suggests, I think they're going to be stuck in a bunker. Um, <laughs> but we'll put all the information up on the website, all the bookings, say Camden Fringe website. is another great place to go. You can find all the information there and book tickets there. Amy, Gabriel, thank you so much for your time. It's been absolutely lovely to hear about this. Thank you so oh, much. It's been great chatting. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to share our podcast if you enjoyed it and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode.